When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, Blue Jays, White Sox in a rain delay. You can chime in at 780-496-0063. Got some good messages in the first half hour of the show. We'll circle back to more of them as we move along. In this time slot tomorrow, it will not be me. It will not be inside sports. It'll be at 5.30, the countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott. At 7 o'clock, Morley Scott on the play-by-play. Dave Campbell on the color commentary. Edmonton Elks at Saskatchewan Rough Riders to kick off week five in the Canadian Football League. Dave Campbell, who's also the producer of this very show, is in Regina. Okay, Dave, how are you doing, first of all? Uh, I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. I have to start with something I have not asked you about for a few years. Because I enjoy when you guys get to travel to other Canadian cities. Uh, Trafon's Pizza in Regina, is it still going? Oh, oh, that place is fantastic. Now, you will not want to eat for two days after you go there because (laughs) the pizza is plenty, it is thick, it is is awesome. Um, Oh, we we haven't gone there in a couple years. But, uh, oh, Trifon's Pizza is, is delightful, my friend. Oh, it's still here. It tri- it? How do you say it? Trifon's or Trifon's? Trifon's? I don't know. Okay, does it, Trifon's. I always, okay, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just, they, they, T-R-I-F-O-N apostrophe S there. So they have a location in Regina, a location in Saskatoon, and a location in Shonovan. The reason I ask about this, in, in the summer of 1983, actually, oddly enough, it could have been 40 years ago to the day that I was there. I don't have the calendar, but uh, I have a lot of family in southern Ontario, so we drove. Now, my dad, did, I, I didn't have my license at, at 9. I was I close. I sure hope not. So we drove from Evansburg to uh, some locations in southern Ontario to visit family. So the first day was Evansburg to Regina, and we left right. in early July. And I remember we ate at Trifon's or Trifon's Pizza, and it was outstanding. And we actually made a point of going there on the way back. And I'm glad they're still going 40 years later. You know, and for me, my favorite slice of pizza at, at Trifons or Trifons is not the crust pieces, but you go in the middle and you, you get a big, thick slab of pizza and you just you just enjoy that that lovely piece of food. There's nothing better, my friend. There's nothing better. Well, I had to ask you about that because we will uh, not be discussing the Barbie Barn in Montreal anymore because it oh. closed a couple of years ago, didn't it? So that's sad. Now I'm sad. I'm yeah. sad. Well, you can go get some pizza, hopefully, at some point. Okay. I probably will to, to uh, help quell the sadness. No, you're all hungry. <laughs> yeah. Dave Campbell is in Regina. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. We, we know the storylines for the Elks. Going back to Cornelius, uh, tell me, though, what's going on on the offensive line? Because, again, it's – well, not again, because they kept it the same the first couple of weeks. How is it going to look tomorrow, and what has necessitated the changes? 
Okay, so we saw Brett Boyko, who was signed on Monday, who uh, was a draft pick of the BC Lions in 2014, second round, spent some time in the NFL before coming up to Canada uh, in 19 and finally playing for the Lions, played for the Riders in 21 as well. Uh, most recently with the XFL Orlando Guardians, he will play but not start at right tackle. He'll be the sixth offensive lineman. They will start David Foucault at right tackle, so he moves from right tackle to, or left guard to right tackle. And Philip Grahovic, who uh, was, uh, I believe, the third round pick of the Elks this year, uh, will start at left guard, so it will be his first start. This is necessitated by the fact that Josiah St. John, the starting right tackle for the first four games, broke his hand in the loss to the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks last week. So he is out. So Foucault shifts all the way over to right tackle, and Rehovic will be a left guard. Uh, nothing else changes. So Martez Ivy starts at left tackle, Mark Cordy at center, and uh, Thomas Jackardilla at right guard. And then we will have uh, Brett Boyko as the sixth offensive lineman. So not ideal. I mean, that pretty much necessitates it's, uh, about three changes if you include the sixth O-lineman. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, Dave. Now, really, ever since the the playoff streak ended in 06, it's been an, you know the franchise has been up and down, and they've only hosted I think two or three playoff games in the last 20 years, so not great. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they have had some good teams. This this is a real lull, and the thing for me is offensively, Dave, and and I'm just at a loss for work because you know what I'm like. I you know I I try to find a bright side and, and put analysis before emotion but I offensively it is just oh my god like it I, it feels it, it feels like a, a a win if they just get one first down I mean forget about scoring yeah. points some nights in one game they didn't score any points I, it might be unfair for you to, to for me to ask you this <laughs> when we only have a few minutes ask away quarterback I mean, we know quarterback play O-line drop balls no, like is, is there one part that you just said if that falls into place, the whole offense improves, or is it, or is it too broken right now? Oh boy, there's a high hard one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's really bothered me about the offense, and I've, I've heard this over the last couple of weeks, is Chris Jones. It sounds like he's really telling the offensive coordinator Stephen McAdoo. Please simplify the playbook. Simplify the game plan and your call sheet, okay? Let's get back to what worked for Kevin Brown last year, what made him successful. Let's get back to what worked with uh, Dylan Mitchell. Let's get back to what worked with Taylor Cornelius. Let's find what works the best for Stephen Dunbar. They miss Dino Lewis. Of course they do. But to me, I think the play caller has a lot to do with this. And, you know, look, look. The players have to execute what's called as well. So you can't just put it on the play caller. But I I think the coaching staff as a whole are guilty of being too complicated here with a group that honestly cannot handle it. Um, You know, there's the term pop gun offense, Reed. Well, if the Elks had a pop gun offense, that would be an improvement. And they might have a win. And they might have a win win. even with a pop gun, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. It's unbelievable. But this is how many trips they've had to the red zone, Reed. Six in four games. Six trips. They've scored three times. So, you know, I mean, that's 50% red zone success rate. It's hard to score in the red zone in in any brand of football, but good teams know how to do it. You know, if if you get to the red zone 
say 12 times you score six touchdowns, I mean, maybe they do win a game, right? They probably win week one, right? And Because they, they probably find a way to score on the one-yard line. Um, it, it's baffling to me. And, you know, so I think keeping it simple might help. Um, but, you know, I look as a whole, Reed, they're so young again. I mean, they got 28 first or second year players again and the injured list doesn't help and there's so many leaders that are on that six game injured list including Gino Lewis and Manny Arsenault on the offensive side and that doesn't help but you know this offense has got to find a way to maximize the talent that they do have because I do believe there's talent on this offense I really do they just have to find a way to maximize it you know Taylor Cornelius is getting the ball again and they got to find a way to, uh, as you know, someone within the organization said to me this week, they got to find a way to wake him up, right, and, and get him back to where he was at that midpoint to late in the season last year where he was on a pretty good, good, good clip, right? And he's just – it's really all within his – within the two years, in my opinion, because he's got this skill set to do it. He's, he can make all the throws. He can attack with his legs. I haven't seen it enough this year. So perhaps – not playing and getting pulled in a game where he was statistically not that bad, but maybe the look of Taylor Cornelius was, you know, still not where Chris Jones liked or what he liked. So he made the switch to Loxley and then he goes to Daggy and then Daggy looked pretty good against Toronto and didn't look so good last week. Although I tell you, Reed, if, you know, if he made a couple better decisions and had a few drops uh, go his way, um, it might be a different story, but, you don't want to have this quarterback carousel just spinning out of control as well. So it's going to be very important for Taylor Cornelius to have a good showing tomorrow against the Riders. Tell me a little bit about Saskatchewan. I know we talked briefly this morning. I And I was saying to Chelsea this afternoon, I, I'm not sure who the Riders are yet because I think in week one, Edmonton lost the game as much as Saskatchewan won it. Winnipeg handled Saskatchewan convincingly. Like, they didn't blow them out, but they were in charge in, in week yeah. two. And then they beat uh, Calgary in overtime in week three, and the Stamps might be another kind of middling team. So, in this, in, and how banged up now are the Riders going into this one? Oh, they're very banged up. And they're, they're going to be down another receiver, Jake Winnicky, who is, uh, I, you know, not a one, but he's a good, solid number two. But he's going to join a list of that includes uh, Darrell Walker and Joan Breskison. They still don't have Keon Schaefer Baker, uh, so they're they're a hurting unit. And you know Sean Bain has played really well this year. He's second in the league in, in receiving. Probably doesn't get enough credit as, as he should. Trevor Harris has played pretty well, I would say. The first game, not so much. Uh, he still calls it the worst game he's played on, on a team or in a game that he's won or part of a win. He was honestly outstanding against the, the Bombers. It's just, you know, uh, a kick return touchdown didn't help them, and uh, they they turned over the ball a little bit more than, than the Bombers. And then in Calgary, they just found the way, you know, and their, their defense played well. The, the best part of the Riders right now, uh, Reed, is that they're running the ball very, very well with tomorrow Morrow. And uh, now they're going to get Frankie Hickson back in the lineup as well, so they got a one-two punch. Uh, re-established, but Jamal Morrow has been really, really good and playing an Elks defense who now gives up 164 yards a game on the ground Jeez. on average, which is awful. So, uh, but I don't think that they feel that they're, you know, that they play their best football. I mean, it's only their fourth game tomorrow. They haven't won a game at home in almost a calendar year um, or 365 days, I guess, is the better way to put it. Um, you know, Craig Dickinson spoke about 
reestablishing uh, the home the home dominance or just be more successful at home. Another thing, too, is our offensive line is uh, full of changes. Uh, Peter Godber, their starting center, is out, so that has caused a number of changes, and there was an illness going through uh, the team as well. So I'm interested to see how the riders respond off their bye week. And, you know, if I could kind of grind my teeth a little bit about the schedule, to quote to quote the late Pat Burns, I would like to give Mr. Schedule Maker a kick in the ass because <laughs> the Elks played a five-day prep uh, week or five-day prep time against the Red Blacks last week after playing Sunday against the Red Black team off a bye, and then a little longer week this week, but still a short week and playing another team off of a bye. So I don't like that, but, you know, it is what it is, and uh, the Elks have to deal with the Riders team and it's going to be rested, but maybe they can get the jump on them. Who knows? Um, But it's going to take a lot for this Elks team to to win tomorrow, I think. But if they put it all together, which they have proven in the past, you know, last year at times, even the games they didn't win, they they can play well. Uh, They're going to have to do that tomorrow in hostile territory. And I don't want to get ahead here, but they do have Hamilton at home next Thursday, and Hamilton will be on a a short week because they play uh, Saturday this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, we start with a fun topic. We'll end with uh, one. I had some people send in reviews for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Will you see it? Did we even need it? Uh, do we need it? Well, if we can forget Crystal Skull, then I'll say yes if it's good. Um, I'm interested because you know they all the you know all the work they've done to make him look younger. <laughs> you know, I want to see that. I've seen some of the clips. So I'm like, what am I watching? Is this is this the first movie? No, it can't be the first movie. I know the first movie very, very well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in seeing it. Do we need it? Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, <laughs> if it's good, it's good. And I just hope it will be good because, uh, you know, Crystal Skull was rather pointless. Uh, the first three were outstanding. The, the third one, Last Crusade, might be my favorite just because of the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery was outstanding. Um, so, yeah, I hope it's good because I don't want to waste our time here. Yes, I hear you. Okay. Dave, we'll be in touch tomorrow, of course. Have a good broadcast tomorrow evening. Really appreciate you hopping on the show, man. Enjoy whatever you have for dinner tonight. Well, it might be Trifon's Pizza, <laughs> so I don't know. There we go. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, uh, oh. Oh, my heart's a flutter now. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Dave. We got Dave all hungry as he tees up Edmonton and, and Sask. So, yeah, more changes on the O-line. Cornelius back in at quarterback. Uh, the Riders uh, a little banged up, and uh, they haven't played well. It's, it's funny. The Elks have been terrible at home. Ottawa had that long home losing streak that they broke against the Elks. Saskatchewan uh, hasn't been very good in their home building for about the last year or so. So some of the storylines going into that game. 5.30 for the countdown to kick off tomorrow, and the game will start at 7. Okay, we got Mooner coming up. Uh, you're going to hear from Will Zapernick from Oilers Development Camp. we got Football Alberta's Tim Anger, and we'll catch up on some of your correspondence at 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on 6. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, there's the Nuge. His teammate Ryan McLeod has uh, elected salary arbitration with the Oilers, part of his rights as a restricted free agent. Again, this doesn't necessarily mean there will be salary arbitration. The hearings don't start until July 20th. They run until August 4th. Oftentimes, uh, teams 
reached a deal with the player before it actually goes to arbitration. They, they don't like the arbitration hearing so much because you might have to point out, well, we like this player, but we're not, we don't want to pay him that because here's some shortcomings, and sometimes that can make things a little awkward. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. 780-496-0063. Derek, let's get caught up here. All right. So uh, back to the pizza discussion. So you were correct, Reed. It is Triff Fonz. So Triff Fonz. Triff is in trip. Fonz is in Fonzie, and that's thanks to James on the text line. James, thank you very much. Trifon's Pizza in Regina, and as I learned, also with locations in Saskatoon and uh, Shonovan. There you 40, go. 40 years ago, and I got a text from my mom when I mentioned that. She was like, she was like, my God, how do you remember that? I don't consider it strange to remember good pizza from 40 years ago. Absolutely not. And plus, at that time, I was nine. We were driving across the country, or, well, most, I mean, Alberta to Ontario, that's a good piece of the country. I'd never done that before. I'd never been in Regina before. You tend to remember things the first time they'd happened. They happened, so I, I don't know. I remember Trafon's Pizza being very good. I feel like I went to a place in the States that was like that as well. The pizza was really, really thick. And that was like, that was their thing. You could barely even get through one slice, but man, was it delicious. I believe it was called Thickey's Pizza. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, we also actually got some text about Dave not being uh, down at wrestling tonight. A couple of folks are uh, giving him some jabs for He's not being down work. there. He's going to work. He's going to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> Tell these people that. They're not happy. What are they saying? Uh, just that he should be down at Rogers tonight instead of uh, off gallivanting where uh, he is. Those are probably Dave's friends. Right? Probably. Yeah, they, they know he's got to go do football. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this text uh, from well, the person is, ah! Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's great. Yeah. So, uh, read AEW isn't even on par with what TNA was, much less scratching the surface of WWE. AEW is comparable to ECHL with WWE being NHL. They just don't compare in any category. What was the other association he referenced? TNA? Yes. That's, that's he's an, making a say TNA. He's being goofy. I feel like that's another uh, think, wrestling organization. Oh, no, there is TNA wrestling. I thought he was having a say anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think it's. I was stated. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and that's what we've got so far. It's in the. Uh, do we have any uh, Elks feedback coming in? Yeah, you know what? We do actually have a few of those. Uh, this one, hi, Reed. I hate the writers. Don't have anything else to say. Just wanted to remind everybody of that. That's from Scurry. <laughs> it's a true. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we do allow you to vent. Or we put whatever out you uh, what you would like out into the world. So. Absolutely, and even predictions on tomorrow's game already. So uh, this guy says, I'm calling it right now. Elks 24, Riders 17. That's from Mark Wart, the master predictor. So Mark Wart, the master predictor. He's got to be right with a name well, like that. Uh, you know the rule on this show when it comes to predictions. If you are right, and he's not just calling an Elks win, he's giving us the score. If you are right, you will be celebrated and remembered for all eternity. If your predictions are wrong, we just somehow forgot where we put them. Can't even reference them. Now, I, I don't know if we're allowed to do this. If he's right, can we give him a Can Ham t-shirt? Yes. Okay. So now he's got to remember that. He's got to be listening. And if he's right, he calls back and he's got himself a shirt. Yes. Awesome. We should give out a shirt at some point tonight. We'll I see. agree. They're fancy shirts. You have one. I sure do. I've had people stop and ask me about them. Okay, you don't have to flatter me. No, I really did. When I was at Popeye's one time, one guy kept staring at me. He said, who's that on your shirt? And I said, oh, it's Reed Wilkins. He goes, oh, the sports guy. And I said, yeah. And he's like, what's that thing? And I said, it's a canned ham. And then he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So I told him to listen so he can get one. I've got him a shirt, too. Right? (laughs) 
that's funny. Uh, one more, if you like. Uh, Reed, unfortunately, you were wrong when you said before the season that there's nowhere to go but up for the Elks. They are markedly worse than last season. In fact, they might have gotten worse each game this season. How do you think the misery ends? That's from Roxanne. Okay, uh, I, I probably did say that. It's, I don't remember specifically saying that, but that sounds like something I would say, that there's nowhere to go but up after 3-11 and and 4-14. and 14. Yeah, I mean, fair comment. It's it's kind of looked like they're going in in the wrong direction in terms of the execution and even. Um, I mean, I, I often am reluctant to talk about team morale or, or body language because you don't really know how a how a player feels. And to some extent, when you're losing a game badly, uh, some bad body language or negative body language might be expected or even normal or even healthy if you channel it in the right direction. I mean, look, they look a long way away. So, yes, asking me how it turns around is tough. Um, I do think the Riders are, they should be favored. I mean, anybody would be favored against the Elks at this point. They're probably a little more beatable than, than Winnipeg, BC, and, and Toronto. Um, I, I mean, first of all, do the simple things. Execute on short yardage. Complete short passes. As frustrating as that offense can be, make the plays you need to make and then honestly you might need some sort of a break to go your way uh, like maybe you get a, a funny play or you block a punt or you block a field goal or uh, the other team makes a gaffe and you start feeling like finally it's not us making the mistake maybe that's going to help the Elks turn it in the right direction as well alright we're going to do the 7 o'clock uh, are we done at 57 here? I think we're done, right? Yep, that's right. All right, we got to do the news and weather. Mooner's coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chet.